Welcome to Dinosaur George Kids, a show for anyone who loves dinosaurs. Dinosaur George has studied paleontology for over 50 years and has performed live to over 4 million students across the world. So sit back and enjoy today's show. Now, here's Dinosaur George. This is cool music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Dinosaur George. How are all of my future paleontologists doing? Hope everybody is enjoying themselves. If you are still in school, I hope you're doing well. If you're out of school, I hope you're enjoying yourselves. As always... We start off with some good news. There's never bad news on this podcast. But the good news, the exciting news, and I'm, I'm very, very excited about this. Do you know that this podcast has now been downloaded over 400,000 times? How crazy is that? 400,000 downloads. I'm, I'm so excited about that. And the cool thing is we're heard in 150 countries around the world and in 10,340 different cities throughout the world. So to all of you, thank you so very much for listening to this podcast and especially thank you for sharing it with your family and friends. That's how this podcast has become popular. It's because you all tell your friends and your family and your parents, you share it on parents groups. And, and so I appreciate you all so very much. So whoopsie doo to us. Woohoo! Over 400,000, you know, we're almost at, almost at 401,000 downloads. We're at 400,800 when I checked just a second ago, but it climbs all the time. So that's just so exciting. I can't believe it won't be too long and we will do, we'll have half a million listens to this thing. That's crazy. All right. A couple of announcements I want to make real quick. My grand opening for my new ex- expanded museum at my store at Traders Village in San Antonio, Texas. The grand opening occurs July 16th and 17th. The ribbon cutting ceremony is at 11 o'clock on Saturday, July 16th. So if you live in or around San Antonio, Texas, or if you happen to be here this coming weekend, um, the uh, grand opening is there. We're giving away uh, comic books to the first 200 kids that come in, and we'll have some drawings throughout the day. And I will be there, of course, to meet and greet all of you. So if you are listening to this, a listener to this podcast, or if you are a Patreon member, when you come into the to the museum and gift shop, Make sure to introduce yourself and let me know you listen to the podcast or let me know if you are a patron club member, because I'd absolutely love to meet as many of you as I can. Uh, Also, something to remember, if you do ever visit my gift shop, Raptor Club members get 8% off of everything they buy and T-Rex members get 15% off of everything. So if you are a member, make sure to mention that to our cashiers that you are a Raptor Club member or a T-Rex member, and they will apply the discount for you. Also, that discount applies to the virtual lessons that I offer through my website. 
So if you uh, if you are a parent or a teacher or someone who is thinking about having a virtual lesson, remember, if you are a Raptor Club member or a T-Rex member, you get your 8% and 15% discount off of that price. And uh, if you are members, if you will check out your Patreon page, there was post with your uh, code number to be able to enter that to be able to get your discount. So anyway, I hope all of you come out this weekend. I know this is short notice because it's already Wednesday, but but I've been so busy. It's just been really hard for me to be able to do that. All right. want to give a couple of shout outs. First of all, speaking about the the museum and gift shop, uh, Ethan and his mom and dad from who live in Fort Worth, Texas, came down and I got an opportunity to meet them. And we walked through my museum and Ethan goes by Giganto, Giganto Ethan. No, Giganota Ethan or Giganota, depending on how you pronounce Giganotosaurus or Giganotosaurus. I pronounce it Giganotosaurus, but Giganota Ethan, what a great name. That's the best part about Patreon is you get to give yourself a nickname and that's his nickname. So I got a chance to meet he and his mom and dad, and it was so nice meeting him. I had such a good time, Ethan. I hope you enjoyed it. Also, I wanted to mention Ethan's dad cheats at Thumb Wars. I'm just going to put that out there. I'm just going to put it out there. I appreciate that your dad serves our country by being in the military. Kudos to him. Hats off to him. But he cheats at thumb wars is what Ethan told me. Now, also, Ethan's mom got a little mad at me because I was trying to convince Ethan that eating one green bean a year counts as eating your vegetables. Now, I don't know why she didn't agree with that. She was behind me. I don't know what was going on, but I kind of know it. Now I know what dinosaurs thought when a T-Rex approached. Terror. Complete terror. Okay, fine. So one green bean a year doesn't count as eating your vegetables. I'm just trying to help you out, Ethan. <laughs> so shout out to my buddy, Ethan. Also, here's a list of all of my Patreon club members who are T-Rex members who had a birthday in July. Or is having one in July. So here we go. Uh, Killian, age five, June 24th. Now, we missed Killian the last time I did a shout out because he became a member and I didn't get a chance to say it. So late birthday, late birthday shout out to Killian, whose birthday was June 24th. Emilio's birthday is July the 2nd. He's eight. Caitlin's birthday was July 7th. Now, Caitlin, I did see you and I did get to wish you a happy birthday in person. Not in person. But I saw you, so happy birthday to you. Elijah, six years old on July 10th. Axel, seven on July 10th. Navion, seven, July 13th. Lachlan turns five, July 14th. Emery, five on July 15th. Owen, 14 on July 16th. Finn, hey, what is today's date, by the way? Oh, it's the 13th. Oh, woohoo! Hey, Navion, happy birthday. To you. Cha cha cha. Happy. No. 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 Don't tell me cha 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 raptors loose in the studio again. It ruins everything. All right, let's keep going. Finn, July 17th. Gene, July 18th. Mina, July 19th. Uh, and uh, Dino has a birthday on July 21st. 
Finn on July 21st, Joey, July 21st, Reese, July 21st, Ronan, July 22nd, JR, July 24th, Liam, July 27th, Bennett, July 29th, Colin, July 29th. To all of you, to all of you, and everyone celebrating a birthday in the month of July, let's bring in a protoceratops who is going to sing happy birthday. And while the protoceratops is singing happy birthday, I'm going to be standing here with a broom. And if that raptor shows up to ruin the birthday song, I'm going to whack him with this broom. Here we go. You ready? Ready. Okay. What? Oh, get him off of me! Get him off of me! I'm gonna eat you for dinner and spit out your shoes. That was simply awful. It it showed up. I don't know where this thing hides. I look through this whole studio every time I walk in here and it's not here. And then the next thing you know, it runs up to the microphone, bites me, and then ruins the birthday song. Cha-Cha-Cha Raptor is simply the worst animal that ever lived. This thing is driving me completely nuts. You ready for today's feature creature? Because I am. It's time for our feature creature segment. If you would like to suggest a creature, go to the Dinosaur George Kids podcast page at dinosaurgeorge.com or post your suggestion on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. Now, here is your feature creature. Oh, it's a very, very new discovery of another gigantic meat-eating dinosaur or theropod. It is Maraxis gigas. You may pronounce it gigas. Some people do gigas. Um, Maraxis is a name, which is pretty cool, which is a name. It was named after a fictional dragon from a series called A Song of Ice and Fire. So that's where the name comes from. And the word gigas or gigas means giant. So it's basically the name of a dragon followed by the word giant. Now, remember, I've told you all that all dinosaurs have a first and last name. All dinosaurs have a first and last name. So its name is Maraxis, just like you would call Allosaurus, Allosaurus, and T-Rex, Tyrannosaurus, and Carnotaurus, Carnotaurus. You would call this one Maraxis. But it has a last name, but they all do. So... Maraxis is an amazing dinosaur. This is a pretty big thing. This is a big dinosaur. It's estimated to be anywhere between 36 to 39 feet long. That's 10.9 to 11.8 meters long. That certainly puts it up there close to Tyrannosaurus Rex. Uh, Here's something that, that drives me crazy about the discovery of a dinosaur like this. The first thing they do in the media is... Say things like move over T-Rex or almost as big as a T-Rex. Listen, this is a big dinosaur. This is a big dinosaur. But it's not, it's not close to as big as Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's big, 
But this is more in line with Allosaurus and Albertosaurus and some of those guys. But anyway, it's a big dinosaur. I just want you to know that because I know when you read the newspaper or see an article or hear a story about it, the first thing they'll do is is try to sensationalize it, meaning they make it a little bigger than it seems. It's a big dude, but it's just not it's not as big as Tyrannosaurus Rex, although it's pretty close. Um it weighed anywhere between uh, nine and 10,000 pounds. That's over uh, 4,000 kilos. That's a big, big animal. It was discovered in Argentina. The skull was found in 2012 in a site in northern Patagonia. Patagonia is where a lot of dinosaurs come from. Now, this one lived between 90 to 100 million years ago in the Cretaceous. So it definitely was here uh, earlier than Tyrannosaurus rex. It is a bipedal carnivore, meaning it walks on two legs and it eats meat. Now, this dinosaur was, was like I said, it was a monster. But it died out about 20 million years before Tyrannosaurus rex. And I've said this before. I've, I've said this before. It makes sense that giant carnivores were existing in the late Jurassic, early and mid-Cretaceous. Now, when Tyrannosaurus Rex shows up, he, he becomes an absolute monster. But it makes sense that these giant dinosaurs were there because of the available food source, which were sauropods. There had to be predators that were hunting sauropods. So dinosaurs like uh, Giganotosaurus, or if you pronounce it Giganotosaurus, Maposaurus, these dinosaurs were meant for hunting big prey. And... um. Miraxis would have been exactly the same way. It would have done the exact same thing. It is a member of the Carcharodontosaurid family. That's the family that Giganotosaurus, Maposaurus, and Carcharodontosaurus belong to. So it's not a Tyrannosaur. Different groupings of dinosaurs fit into different families. Tyrannosaurus is indeed a relative of Miraxis because they're both theropods and they both walk on two legs they both are theropod dinosaurs but after that they're not that closely related so it's sort of like when you look at wolves and your chihuahua they're related but not that close so the same thing with Miraxis and tyrannosaurus rex so i only bring that up because i just want you to know that when scientists compare it to t-rex i don't want you to think that they're comparing it because they're the same animal or they're related or the same size they just use tyrannosaurus rex because it's a recognizable dinosaur so um it's a member of the carcharodontosaurus family and again just to talk about the size of this thing its skull was four feet long that's 1.2 meters long and its arms are only two feet long. That's like, that's, that's short. That's 0.6 meters. Again, these big carnivores are not using their hands to catch their prey. They're using their mouths, their heads to catch their prey. Uh, now, what's weird about this thing is that it's got a lot of weird little bumps and hornlets and little bumpy things all over its skull. And that is probably... For identification, here's what I believe. When you see a dinosaur that has all those bumpy knobs all over its head, to me, they serve the same purpose that our faces look different on us. 
And that is that I believe these dinosaurs were able to identify each other by facial recognition. What that means is I think they could look at each other and they would know, do I know you or do I not know you? And that's a very important thing when you are such a big carnivore and you're living with other big carnivores. You might want to know who it is, because if it turns out to be your brother or your sister or your mom or your dad, you want to know that, right? You don't want to race in and start trying to eat your dad. Unless, of course, your dad cheats at thumb wars, then it's perfectly understandable. Or if your mom gets mad because one green bean doesn't count as vegetables for the year. Okay, that's perfectly fine. If you're a dinosaur, you can eat them. Okay, what was I talking about? All right, getting back to this. So, (laughs) I believe that it helped identify who the other one was. That or the more pronounced the little bumps and weird markings on the skull were, that might be a way to identify your age and whether you are a male or a female. We look at animals in the animal kingdom today. Think about a warthog, right? Warthogs. You look at a warthog and you go, man, all those weird looking bumps and knobs and things sticking all over its face. Well, females like that. And other males look at them and know how old it is. So whether they should challenge it for, uh, for territory. So I think dinosaurs did the same thing. I believe that all of those weird little bumps and crests and furrows and hornlets all over its skull were used to help it identify either who it was or what it was or how old it was. That's what I believe. So. Meraxis is an amazing dinosaur, like I said, relatively new discovery. It was just recently announced to the public. Uh, Look for more information about it because it's a remarkably cool dinosaur, and uh, I happen to like it a lot. All right, let's jump over real quick to the Dinosaur George Facebook group. Now, let me explain something about my company. You can become a Patreon club member. And members get to do things that other people don't get to do. You have to be a member. You get shows, you get behind the scenes information, you get cool stuff. And to become a Patreon Club member, there's three levels. There's the Triceratops level that costs $1 a month. There's the Raptor Club member that costs $5 a month. But the cool thing is when you sign up, you receive a Raptor Claw replica worth $7. So... You get a $7 claw for the first month that you sign up. And if you sign up to be a T-Rex member, which is the the highest level, that's $10 a month. Well, when you sign up, you get a T-Rex tooth replica and a Raptor claw replica, both combined worth $14. Plus, you get discounts if you ever visit my store. So you can join those clubs, and you can do that by going to my website, which is dinosaurgeorge.com. Having said all that, now I want to talk about the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group. This is free for everyone. You do not have to be a club member to post on this page. This page is totally free. So if your parents won't let you become a club member, that's that's absolutely fine. And, And you can't always join everything. Money isn't free. People work hard for their money. 
But what we do have is the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group. This is totally 100% free, and it's a place you can post pictures, you can post videos. It's so much fun, and it's a very family-friendly place to go. Parents, we control the what's being said on this page, and all posts have to be approved by myself or an administrator before they ever get posted so that at least... We have some controls. So let's jump over there and see what's happening. First of all, uh, let's see. Roman and Ruby wanted to share some pictures with you. Hey, whoa, Roman, that's a great picture. That's a beautiful, whoa, that is beautiful. Very good. And then they're both standing by a really cool, wait a minute. Roman, did you, are you a dinosaur? Are you, are you a dinosaur? Because... There's a picture of Roman T-Rex, who's a dinosaur. And then there's a picture of Roman and you're wearing the same shirt. This kid is a dinosaur. I love the picture. Thank you guys so very much for posting it. I absolutely love it. Noah, my assistant, posted on the page. Hi, it's Noah. What do you think Diplodocus's tail was used for? And then people are able to leave their comments. So far, we've had 15 different people leave their comments. And that's what I love about this page is it's very interactive and it's fun. So it's great. And I'm reading all of your responses. Very, very good, you guys. This is really good. And I like that a lot. All right, then. This is a a message from Harlan, who's age 10, who lives in Sydney, who drew a picture. Hello, El Stinko. I would like to show you my... What What did you just say? What? What? Harlan? What did... Hello, El Stinko. No one knows the identity of El Stinko. No one. Stronger than Superman, smarter than Batman, more deadly claws than Wolverine. No one knows the identity of El Stinko. It ain't me, baby. Anyway, drew a beautiful picture. I like this a lot. Got a Cosmoceratops in there. Uh, Hey, this is great. This is really good. Got a Spinosaurus. This is great. I like this picture a lot. Thank you so very much for posting it. That's really, really cool. I like that a lot. All right. Uh, Oh, this is cool. Hi, Dinosaur George. I signed up my son, Logan Raptor, for the T-Rex Club and told him today. And now he's super crazy wild, excited to do Zoom lessons uh, tonight. Oh, that is so cool. That is so cool. I hope you guys were able to join the lesson. They posted this earlier this week when we did a Zoom lesson. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you guys had fun. Welcome to the club. So glad to have you as members. Thank you so very much. That's so cool. All right. Silas Indoraptor was spotted outside the Shenandoah Caverns. Okay. I see Silas Indoraptor who is holding his hands properly for a raptor. At a boy. At a boy. You're not holding your hands to down. You're pointing your palms inward. You are a raptor. Shout out to you, Silas Indoraptor, for doing it correctly. That's great. All right, let's see. Um, I can't wait to go to your museum. Oh, this is uh, this is from Towns. Hey, buddy. I hope you guys do get to come to the museum. Uh, let's see. Love your drawings, by the way. You did Allosaurus, Compi. Hey, these are great. Ceratosaurus, Spinosaurus, very, uh, Sinoceratops. These are great. I love the use of your colors. Very, very, very good. These are great. Congratulations. I love them. 
Okay, hey, DG, Liam Rex, and Odin Soros here. Mom and Dad took us to a fun place to play and had the mineral store that had cool fossils. Nice! Mom got us a shark tooth dig and geo kit. Oh, that is so cool. That is so cool. Well, Liam Rex and Odin Soros, congratulations. I like that you guys look like you did a good job. Uh, I like that one of you is a pirate. And congratulations, for wearing your goggles when you were working. Very, very proud of you. And I love all the pictures and I'm glad you found such cool stuff. Congratulations. Uh, let's see. Hey, this is really cool. Oliver Indo Indover. What a great name in uh, Connecticut wants to share his Therizina source in the first forest. I love this video. This is really, really cool. And that's a great camouflage, by the way. It's camouflaging in there. That's really, really good. Very impressive. And then, my friend, uh, the Chase family posted a gigantic Mosasaurus. Gigantic Mosasaurus. That's so cool. I love that thing a lot. Congratulations. That's really cool. Hey, for those of you that can't come to my museum, uh, I've got some videos and pictures on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page where you can uh, see pictures and videos of, of the, uh, of the place. Uh, really good. Hey, some really neat thing. The Smith family posted really interesting pictures. Um, really neat. I love this a lot. These are very, very good. They posted how people thought something looked earlier and then how it looks after discoveries were made. Very interesting. I like that a lot. That's very, very cool. And then my buddy JW, who happened to be the um, the person who suggested today's uh, feature creature, Maraxis Gygus, uh, posted some great pictures of it on the site. If you want to see what it looks like, go to the web, go to the page, and look. JW, thank you for posting that. We appreciate that greatly. Uh, Rosie Source and Henry Rex sent a picture of Dinosaur George about to eat me, and El Stinko couldn't use the stink. But okay, first of all. I'm not El Stinko. No one knows the identity of El Stinko. More beautiful than Wonder Woman. El Stinko is a mystery. And no one knows his identity. I love your drawing. Why did you have to put anything about me? Not no stink bombs. How am I supposed to survive? What kind of kids are you? Shout out Rosie Source and Henry Rex. I loved your picture. That's really cool. Uh, and then this is so cool. Emerson Scorpius Rex is eating his barbecue sandwich. Man, never, never bring out barbecue. That's Scorpius Rex's number one favorite meal. It likes two things. It likes to eat barbecue sandwiches and it likes to eat kids named Emerson. So, uh-oh. It's a great picture, buddy. Thank you so much. Hey, this is kind of cool. Uh, this is from the Sobro family. Hello, DG. We are new fans and have listened to several episodes. My son, Four, wanted, to, wanted you to see his dinos having a meeting. Well, listen, thank you so much for posting this picture. Thank you for being new listeners to the podcast. Welcome to you and your entire family. This is absolutely wonderful, and I love those dinosaurs. You've got a great scene set up. You've got, oh, this is really good. This is really good. I like the meeting. What are they talking about, by the way? That's really great and welcome. Welcome, my friend. 
All right. Hi, Dinosaur George. My name is Tristan. I know you're all stinko. Thank you for the awesome podcast. Hey, wait one minute. What did you just say to me? Hello, Dinosaur George. My name is Tristan. I know you're... I'm not El Stinko. When are you kids going to get it through your head that no one knows the identity of El Stinko? El Stinko is the greatest superhero that ever lived. It's not me. (laughs) All right. That's great. Uh, and you're welcome. I'm glad you listened to the podcast. Um, Trista says, me and my brother listen all the time. Who would win, Euoplocephalus or Ankylosaurus? Um, hey, that's a good question, actually. They're pretty evenly matched. Ankylosaurus is is heavier. And so um, that would definitely be, in my opinion, the only advantage that it would have. <laughs> okay. Uh, do I know? Oh, this is interesting. This is from the Young's family. Uh, do you know about the recent discovery? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, I listen to that. Will you do a podcast on it? Hey, listen, Young's family, that's really good. That could be between, actually, you posted this before my friend JW. So actually, I think that today's podcast was actually suggested by the Young's family who posted before my buddy JW. It could be that JW's post along with this made them decide to choose this dinosaur, but that whatever the case is, thank you so much. And thank you for the recommendation. I really do appreciate that. It's really good. Okay. This is from the Bardalis family. It doesn't look good for dinosaur. George G D G U R L Stinko. My name is Lucian's wait one minute. Lucas Scorpius Rex, who is eight years old. You just said, I am El Stinko. Let's get something straight. Lucas Scorpius Rex, who's eight years old, who listens to this podcast every night. You better get up, go in to see your parents and say, I've made a terrible mistake. I accuse dinosaur George of being El Stinko. I'm not El Stinko. No one knows the identity. I'm going to love your picture and I'm glad you listen to the podcast. (laughs) That's great. Hey, again, uh, my buddy Noah who posts on here uh, did a poll. So what's your favorite dinosaur? Do you know 71 people have commented? Very exciting. Very, very cool. Glad to see all of you interacting. Thank you, Noah, for posting that. I appreciate that very much. Um, all right. <laughs> this is really good. The Joy family posted, <laughs> posted a great picture. I really like that a lot. And uh, let's see what else. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, this is from the, uh, I think it's the Vile family, Alexandra. Alexander, I see you posted that. Hey, listen, that's really cool. I love this. This is These are those live robotic dinosaurs, and it looks great. That really, really looks great. I like that a lot. Uh, and then Vion sent a beautiful picture. I said, I love your podcast. I listen to them every single night. Here's my drawing of Brachiosaurus. Hey, listen, uh, uh, Vion, thank you so very much for listening. 
Shout out to you. And I love that picture. Brachiosaurus is an amazing dinosaur. Thank you. And that's so cool. Uh, that's so cool. Okay. This is from Melissa Contreras, who, who wrote and said, is there a way we can purchase gift shop items online? Um, yeah. Let me, let me tell you what happened, um, uh, Melissa and everybody. Um, the website merchandise, what was happening is my crew and I were on the road sometimes for 20, 30 days at a time. People would place orders and it would take us a month before anyone returned back to the warehouse to be able to ship it. So we had a lot of people that were very, very upset because it was taking a month to get their items, which I completely understand. And then the problem became the cost of shipping. The cost of shipping has become so high that if you wanted to buy a $5 item, it would end up costing almost $12 total because of shipping. And I'm so, so very sorry about it, but we had to close down. The only thing we sell now through our gift shop online is um, we only sell, um, you, you, you can purchase a virtual lesson. So that's the only thing that's there. And I'm so very sorry about it. And I know I've disappointed a lot of you, but it's simply just, we just couldn't do it anymore. So Melissa, I thank you for asking. And I'm so very sorry that we can't do that anymore. All right. From the uh, Pulaski family, who was great, who I happened to see when I was up in North Richen Hills library, you guys were great. Good seeing both of you. Um, one of you is holding a giant pig and the other is holding my Draco Rex. That is the coolest thing. You guys, it was great seeing both of you. Hey, I hope I get to see you guys in a couple of weeks because I'm back up there, you know, with the traveling museum. So I hope I get the opportunity to see you guys as well. And then Maggie Soros Rex is living her paleontologist life. Oh, how cool is that? Went to the Smithsonian. Oh, Maggie Soros Rex. I hope you enjoyed it. It looks like you guys are having a great time. Shout out to you and your family. That's so crazy cool. And then also Godzilla Austin Rex. <laughs> Speaking about the North Richland Hills Library, my buddy Godzilla Austin Soros Rex, who's a, a patron club member as well, was up there and I got a chance to see you and that was great. And there you are holding that Draco Rex. It is so, so cool to see you. For everybody that's out there, um, uh, let's see, uh, Connor Raptor Balour, uh says, buy El Stinko. I'm not El Stinko! That's great. Lucas from Pasadena did a great video. I love that so much, you guys. Uh, Gene, very, very nice. Uh, Junior doing a great job with that pterosaur. So for all of you, it was so nice. I I love what you guys post on here. Thank you so very much. That was too cool. All right, when we come back, we're going to do some Ask Dinosaur George questions. Do you have any questions about dinosaurs? Just ask Dinosaur George. You can post your questions on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook page or click on the Dinosaur George podcast page at dinosaurgeorge.com. Questions are chosen at random and you can submit as many as you want. And now, here's Dinosaur George. All right, Lion Age 6 from Portland, Oregon, who is a member of the Patreon Club, said, did Pyroraptor really swim? Now, that was simply made up for the movie. There is no evidence to suggest that a raptor would be a very good swimmer. 
Their arms are not made for uh, scooping water and swimming, and their tail could not be used like a like a crocodile's tail. That's not how they're made. So raptors were probably not good swimmers. They swam. I, I firmly believe that they swam because they had to, because at some point in an animal's life, they're going to have to cross water. That's that's pretty common. And so I, I bet you they could, but not like they showed in the movie. Great question. Iris, age nine from England, says, did Allosaurus eat duckbills? And if so, which ones? What a great question, Iris. No, um, Iris, they did not. And the reason why is duckbill dinosaurs, hadrosaurs, did not show up until the Cretaceous. Allosaurus is living during the late Jurassic. The dinosaur that Allosaurus probably did eat that looked a lot like a duckbill was Iguanodon and Camptosaurus. They sort of resemble duckbills, but they're from a different family. So Camptosaurus and Iguanodon would have been more like an animal like uh, duckbills, and that's who they would have eaten. Duckbills had to deal with Gorgosaurus, Despletosaurus, Albertosaurus, and Tyrannosaurus rex, at least here in North America. Those were some of the top duckbill eaters of their age. All right, Griffin, age nine from Plover, Wisconsin, says, do you know how fast a Dakota raptor was? I don't know, Griffin. That's a very, very good question. I don't know. The bigger raptors, like Dakota raptor and Utah raptor, um, those raptors gave up speed for size. So they they decided growing big was how they were going to survive. And growing big has a tendency to make your bones heavier, which would slow you down if you're running. I do not know what the estimated speed of Dakota Raptor was, but I will say that it was probably more in line with Utah Raptor and not in line with Deinonychus or Velociraptor or Dromaeosaurus. Those guys were speed demons. So I, I don't know what that would be, but I do know that it was definitely um, it was definitely not a speed demon by any stretch. All right. Uh, Finisaurus, a patron member, says, did penguins live during the Ice Age? Yes, they did. In fact, Finisaurus, Finisinosaurus, Finisinosaurus. Man, your name is too long, and it's a super cool name. Finisinosaurus. That's a great name. Um, Did penguins live during the Ice Age? Yes, they did. There were some giant penguins, Finisinosaurus. There were giant penguins, almost, well, taller than some humans. I don't remember the species name, but those dudes were big and they were during the ice age. I'm almost sure. So yeah, they were definitely penguins during the ice age and they were gigantic. At least that one was all right. Emerson, who's also a Patreon member says, how many spikes did Ankylosaurus have? And fa- how fast was it? I've never counted the spikes of an Ankylosaurus. So I don't know, but just from memory, looking at the images of them, I would say they probably had 20 or 30 small ones and then a couple of really big ones but how fast was it very very slow remember how i just said that utah raptors bones would have been heavier and so it would have slowed down and kylosaurus's bones are thick and big and heavy made for carrying a lot of weight and therefore they are not fast at all they don't have to be because they're like a tank they're very well protected um and so um i think that they were probably incredibly slow didn't need to be in a rex, a rush. All right, Karen from the DG Kids Facebook group says, 
Was the Meraxis gigas bite force as strong as T-Rex? I don't believe so, Karen, because of the shape of the teeth. Carcharodontosaurs all have blade-like teeth. Their teeth are shaped more like a knife. Tyrannosaurus's teeth are literally shaped like a railroad spike. And the difference between the two is bite force. When your teeth are thin and blade-like, you can't risk breaking them off when biting into something hard like bone. So your body has no need for having an incredible bite force if you don't need that to be able to crack bones. Their bite force was a slicing action made for ripping off chunks of meat. Tyrannosaurus rex, on the other hand, its teeth are round, not blade-like. It gives it a tremendous strength in those teeth. It could crack through bones. So its bite force was stronger. It's sort of like when you look at an animal like a hyena. Hyenas are able to crack open femurs to get to the marrow inside. Most animals don't have that kind of bite force because their tooth isn't designed for that. Theirs is. So a hyena has an incredibly powerful bite force, whereas a cheetah does not. Because a cheetah would never crack a bone. It's going to just chew the meat. So in my opinion, no, it did not have that strong of a bite force. It may be possible that some new studies are being done that may disprove that. But for me right now, the answer is no. All right. This is from B and Finn, who are on the Facebook, uh, the DG Kids Facebook group. Uh, They're from Ireland. Hey, my mother's side of the family are from Ireland. They're the Noonans. So maybe one day I'll come to Ireland and you guys can show me around. What was the biggest animal during the Cretaceous period? I would imagine it would it would have to be Patagotitan or um, uh, Argentinosaurus. That would have been the biggest animal that existed during the Cretaceous. Whales hadn't evolved yet, so there weren't giant whales in the ocean. You know, well, you know, there was big sea creatures. Oh, let me think about this. You know, like Pleurodon. Wait, was he? Yeah, he was Cretaceous. Like Pleurodon, a Chronosaurus. They're both Cretaceous. Are they Jurassic? Ooh, now I'm now I'm second guessing myself. I think they were Jurassic. Ooh, okay, then back to uh, probably Argentinosaurus or Patagotitan. One of those guys would have been the biggest. All right, Oliver, age six, and Cormac, age four, brothers and members of the DG Kids Facebook group asked: Before scientists knew what dinosaurs were, what did the bones and fossils? What did they think they were from? How did they figure out they were from dinosaurs? What an interesting question, Oliver and Cormac. Well, the answer is that we think that the early Asians or Chinese thought that they were dragons. And we think that early Europeans thought they were mythological animals like Cyclops and and different ancient creatures. No one knew what the animal was or what they were. But as science developed... And as people learned more about animals, when they started discovering skeletons, they knew how the bones went together because they could pair, they compared it to modern animals. So they knew which bone went where that helped them figure out what the animal probably looked like. And once scientists did that, they realized these animals are not alive today. They must've been from an earlier time. And so they had to come up with a name to give them. 
And what they decided to come up with is the word dinosaur, which means terrible lizard, because early scientists thought they were giant lizards. So they invented the name because scientists finally realized these things were were not mythological creatures. These were real animals. And as more people found more skeletons, they were able to start putting those skeletons together and that helped up come up with the name. So they didn't know what a dinosaur was because no one had ever heard of one. So they created the name and then all the animals that they found that were similar to that were put into that family. Today, scientists know so much, they can go out and dig up a skeleton and they can look at it and say, this isn't a dinosaur, this is a mammal, or this is a giant lizard, or this is a uh, prehistoric fish. By looking at the skeleton and scientists learning more about what is called anatomy, that's how animals are put together, they were able to figure this out. Very, very good. And finally, Cooper, who also sent a question through the DG Kids Facebook group, says, are Triceratops a younger Taurosaurus? And do you think Dilophosaurus hunted in packs? Okay. You know, there was a time where people were talking, well, there was one scientist in particular who promoted the idea that Triceratops and Taurosaurus were the same animal. And that he suggested that they changed over time to look like something different. And he, he promoted that idea with a number of dinosaurs. I disagree with that. And the reason why is because in the animal kingdom, there are very few examples of an animal that starts off looking like something and then changing into something different. We see it in amphibians and we see it in insects. And to a degree, we see it in fish. But a baby squirrel looks just like an adult squirrel, only smaller. A baby bird looks like its parent, only smaller. A baby snake looks like a snake. A baby's lizard looks like a lizard. They don't turn into something different at a certain time of their life. Now, it is true that animals like birds can grow crests on their head or a deer can grow antlers as they get older. But their body doesn't change. They just add some things that show that they are adults. But they don't change into a different animal. Now, I, I want to make something very, very clear. The scientist who suggested this, I am not questioning that scientist's information. Uh, it's, it's Jack Horner, Dr. Jack Horner. That man has more knowledge than I do when it comes to certain dinosaurs. I have no doubt. He's actually out there studying them. So when I say I disagree with it, I don't want you kids to think that, that I'm always right and anybody I disagree with is wrong. I could be totally wrong. He may have access to something I don't where he sees something that I don't see. So I don't want you to think that disagreeing with the scientist means that you're either dismissing them. It simply means that I don't agree with it based on what I know about animals and anatomy today. So in my opinion, Taurosaurus and Triceratops are two totally different animals. They're completely different. They are related, but they're completely different animals. That's my opinion. As for Dilophosaurus hunting in packs, yeah, I think that's certainly possible. Dilophosaurus is not really made 
for confrontation. And what I mean by that is it is not the kind of dinosaur that is going to attack something larger than itself, at least not by itself. But if it's in a pack with others, it definitely can take on bigger prey. Now, but Dilophosaurus is more, uh, a word called gracile, gracile, meaning thinner, lighter. Uh, a cheetah is not going to attack a, a elephant. No matter how many cheetahs are in a group, they're not going to attack an elephant because their body is not made for that kind of combat. Dilophosaurus is not really made for that sort of combat either. And so, in my opinion, I do not believe that uh, those dinosaurs were taking on really big prey, but I do think that they would have hunted together to take on medium-sized prey or to be more effective. Remember what I told you about hunting in a pack? Hunting in a pack means that you can do things that you can't do when you hunt by yourself. Think about this. We're all playing hide-and-go-seek, all of us, everybody listening. And we all go and hide, and you try to find us by yourself. Sure, you can see some of us, but you can't catch all of us. Now let's say I'm the only one hiding, and every person listening to this podcast is hunting for me. Uh, It's going to be way easier to catch me because there's more eyes looking for me, and some of you can chase me, and while I'm trying to run away from you, I run right into some of you that are hiding somewhere to catch me. So you see, the benefit of being in a group is you can do other things. You you don't have to necessarily hunt bigger things, but you can still catch more things by hunting in a group. All right, let me play a short promotion real quick. This is on joining the Patriot. No, I'll play one about uh, virtual lessons. If you want to do a private lesson, I'll play this. That will let me catch my breath. When we come back, we'll do Who Would Win, and then I have an interview with a Patreon Club T-Rex member, so let's go. Hey, kids, you can have a private virtual lesson with Dinosaur George. Have him speak at your birthday party or have a lesson just for you. Lessons last 45 minutes and are available to all countries and time zones. Visit our store at DinosaurGeorge.com and order your own private lesson today. Are you ready? Who would win? What if two different prehistoric creatures fought? Who would win? T-Rex versus a giant wolf? Raptor versus Terror Bird? Spinosaurus versus Triceratops. You choose the animals, and Dinosaur George will size them up and pick a winner. Now, get ready. It's time to find out who would win. All right. To be able to submit who would win, you have to be a T-Rex member, and this is all from them. Here we go. Sammy Rex says, four great white sharks versus Megalodon. Wow. Wow. Well, great white sharks are lone hunters, usually, almost always. And so I think, Sammy Rex, that they wouldn't be very coordinated in their attack because they're not used to hunting in a group, so they're not going to... Each take a turn. They're not going to come from different sides. If they're going to take on a Megalodon, 
they're going to need more than four, in my opinion. Now, they could definitely cause trouble because while Megalodon is focused on one, another one could come up from behind. And if you bite Megalodon enough times in the tail and you rip out a chunk of its tail, it's going to be hard for that dinosaur to move its body. So if you take away its tail, it's helpless then. It can't do anything. So, Matt, let me rethink this. Maybe four great whites would have a chance at it, but Megalodon is so big, I just don't think great whites would be able to coordinate well enough to do that. And Megalodon, you know, a great white could bite Megalodon. Megalodon could swallow a great white. So one wrong spot to be in, and you're going to be swallowed whole, and you're out of the fight. I'm going to still give this to Megalodon, even though it's outnumbered. That's a good one, Sammy Rex. All right, very, very good. Very good. Uh, let's see. Tootie Ranadon. Tootie Ranadon. What a great name. Pachycephalosaurus versus Giganotosaurus. Wow. Well, Giganotosaurus is, is obviously considerably bigger. Pachycephalosaurus probably way faster. Now, Pachycephalosaurus isn't helpless because with that dome on its head, if it ran in at top speed, and ran into the leg of Giganotosaurus, it could break its leg. I feel very strongly about that. It could break its leg. And so as long as Pachycephalosaurus stays away from those teeth, as long as it runs circles around it and rushes in and headbutts its legs, it could potentially, it's not going to kill the Giganotosaurus, but if it breaks its leg, fight's over. It won. Giganotosaurus cannot fight back with a broken leg. This is going to sound crazy, everyone. I'm picking Pachycephalosaurus. I know that sounds nuts, but I'm picking it for that reason. If you disagree with me, go to the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group and post why you think it wouldn't be. A Giganotosaurus would tower over this dinosaur, everything about it. Stronger bite, taller, longer, heavier, everything you can imagine. And yet I'm giving the fight to Pachycephalosaurus because I do believe that rammed into the leg, maybe it wouldn't be the upper leg bone, it couldn't reach that high, but rammed into the ankle of a, of a Giganotosaurus is going to end the fight. That's who I've chosen. All right, Oliver from Connecticut says Triceratops versus Therizinosaurus. Ooh, I like this one, Oliver. This is an interesting one. You know, Therizinosaurus with those long arms and those giant claws are made to keep predators away or at is what is called at bay. Keep something at bay means keep it away. So Triceratops has got an advantage over that, and that is the shield and the armored head. Giganotosaurus is made for inflicting, I mean, I'm sorry, Therizinosaurus is made for inflicting gashes and deep wounds. But it can't do that to the shield and the frill of Triceratops. Triceratops could come running in. Yes, Therizinosaurus can swing those massive claws, but it's just going to scrape against bone. And by the time Triceratops is close enough to where Therizinosaurus can reach its gut, the horns are already through Therizinosaurus. I'm giving this one to, th- to, to Triceratops. I'm giving this to Triceratops because I think it would lower its head and come rushing in. And I, by the time Therizinosaurus's claws reach the body of Triceratops, Triceratops's horn is through it. 
I give this one to Triceratops. That's a very interesting one. All right, Maddox, who happens to be six, says Irritator versus Pachyrhinosaurus. Wow, this is a good one. This is an interesting one, too. Pachyrhinosaurus, of course, is the uh, no-horned, heavy-duty Ceratopsian. And Irritator is a member of the Spinosaurid family. So Irritator seems to be better suited for catching smaller prey or catching fish. Pachyrhinosaurus is simply too much to handle, in my opinion. It's just too much to handle, I think. It's just, it's just too big. So I think that it would crush an Irritator before Irritator could really do a lot of damage. Kind of for the same reason I thought Triceratops could beat Therizinosaurus. Same reason. Good one, though. And then finally, Richard Saurus Rex says Therizinosaurus versus Giganotosaurus. Wow. You guys are, everybody must have seen a, a Lost World, a Dominion. So Therizinosaurus and Giganotosaurus, now it's a little different than it was with Therizinosaurus taking on Ceratopsians. Because now with Giganotosaurus, it doesn't have body armor. And the minute it steps up close enough, Therizinosaurus can inflict a very devastating wound to the throat, to the face, to the neck, to the chest. In my opinion, I don't think even something as giant as Giganotosaurus is going to mess with a Therizinosaurus. Maybe if it's starving, it's got to, or maybe it might test the waters to see what kind of response it is. But in my opinion, you get too close to this animal and you're going to be in a world of hurt. Therizinosaurus simply has the amazing weaponry to be a very dangerous dinosaur. All right. One of the benefits, one of the other benefits of being a T-Rex member, of course, is that not only do you get to submit who would wins and you get a birthday shout out and you get a welcome gift of a T-Rex tooth and a raptor claw replica, both replicas. Uh, but you also, your name gets put on a wheel and we spin it during our meetings. And if your name comes up, you get to be interviewed. Well, here is my interview for this podcast. How would you like to be interviewed on a future podcast episode? Well, now you can. Become a Tyrannosaurus member of our Patreon club, and you might be chosen for an interview with Dinosaur George. Visit DinosaurGeorge.com to join the club. And now, let's meet a Tyrannosaurus Club member. It's been a long time since I have had the chance to interview a T-Rex Patreon member, and I'm lucky to be able to finally get to interview Joey Seralifus. Joey, how old are you? Five. Five? And I'm, I'm all, 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 also almost six. Whoa! When is your birthday, Joey? Uh, July 21st. Oh my gosh, that's coming up very soon. Wow, so you're six years old. Now, do you have a job somewhere? No. No? You mean you're still living at home and you're almost six years old, Joey? I can't believe it, child. (laughs) So, Joey, I see you're wearing a cool Jurassic Park shirt. Have you ever seen any of the Jurassic Park movies before? Uh, Yeah, I watched all of them. Did you even see the new one? Yeah. Do you know that I have not seen the new one yet, Joey? No. Is it good? 
Yeah. Well, I have not had a chance to see it. I want to go see it. Uh, what did you like? Which dinosaur in the new one did you like the best? Uh, the Dinetrodon and the Giganotosaurus. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, I. everybody told me that there was going to be a Giganoto in there, and I was excited. But I'm really excited that they put a Dimetrodon because I love some of those animals. So let's talk about dinosaurs. Do you have a favorite kind of dinosaur, Joey? Uh, yes. Who is your favorite? T-Rex and Spinosaurus. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> you like the giants. I totally get it. Now, Spinosaurus wasn't in this new Jurassic World Dominion, right? Uh, no. Oh, what a shame. I would have liked to have seen that. I would have liked to have seen him one more time. So you like big carnivores. You like Tyrannosaurus Rex and you like Spinosaurus. Yeah. What What is it about Spinosaurus that you like? Well, I do like that. The big cell. Yeah. Yeah. I like it too. It makes him look huge. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the way it looks. Now, what about his long nose with those big teeth? Does, do you think that looks kind of cool too? Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. So what is it about T-Rex that you like? Why do you like it so much? Uh, Because it's the king of the dinosaurs. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people ask me who would win, Spinosaurus or T-Rex. And I always choose T-Rex only because his jaws are so powerful. They're so strong, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, well, with T-Rex, he could break bones with his teeth. That's how powerful his teeth are. Spinosaurus isn't like that, though, is he? Yeah. Yes, Spinosaurus is more, uh, his teeth are very pointy, but they're probably not as strong as Tyrannosaurus Rex. I don't think so anyway. Yeah. What what do you think? Uh, not, Not really strong. Yeah, yeah. But definitely able to capture slippery fish. Because it seems like they eat fish, right? Yeah. Now, do you think Spinosaurus was a good swimmer? Uh, it should. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Because of that big tail, that almost like a crocodile-like tail, right? Yeah. He could have used that. He could yeah. have ridden around in a, in a speedboat. He could... Wait a minute. Spinosaurus. Did Spinosaurus ride around in a boat? No. Okay, well, it sounded like a good plan for me. <laughs> so you like spider. Now, what about plant eaters? Do you like any of the plant-eating dinosaurs? Uh, I, I, there's Dinosaurus. Yeah, yep. Love him. Love that one. Now, yeah. in your, in the Patreon Club, you <laughs> go by the name Joey Sorolophus. That is a cool name. Do you like Parasaurolophus, the dinosaur with the big crust on his head? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I I like him too. He's actually kind of cool. I like him. So now, what is your favorite toy? What toys do you have that is your favorite? I see there's toys around you. I see a big T-Rex right in front of you. And and the newest one that I just got is is this Torbosaurus. Whoa! Now, Tarbosaurus is a cool... You said Tarbosaurus, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that... Oh, look at that. His head turns and his mouth yeah. opens and closes. So there's like this button, and and if we push it, it makes his uh, mouth uh, 
a close. And if, and if we turn his tail, it, it makes the uh, head and neck move. Oh, that's so cool. That's cool. Now, that, of course, is the cousin of Tyrannosaurus Rex. But you knew that, right? You know that. Yeah. It, I, I, so, uh, uh, it, it actually uh, shows that in, in my book. See? It's in, oh, yes. Like, there's, like, a Tarbosaurus right there. Right. And it shows where we like how tall it is from a, a human and the and the and the tarbosaurus right there right is a tarbosaurus right very good do you have a lot of dinosaur books uh uh no not really well you know what what's so neat is with technology you can see them more in movies you can read about them hey that's my dinosaur book oh yeah. how cool is that buddy I, I also have the St. Patrick one. Oh, nice. Very, very nice. And I have, like, a coloring dinosaur book. Right. Have you colored any of the pictures yet? Uh, I colored all of them. Nice. I know you're a good artist because behind you on your wall, I see a drawing that somebody did. Did you do that? Yeah. You're very artistic. Tell me about that drawing. What is on that wall? Uh, uh, a Valentine's T-Rex, uh, a Noraptor, and an Allosaurus. Oh, my favorite is Allosaurus. That's so cool. Now, you had an ABC dinosaur book you were just holding. Is that right, Joey? Yeah. Tell me about that book. Uh, it's sweet. But guess what? What? A, it's, it says A is for Allosaurus. Awesome. That's now my favorite book in the world. What about T? Does T say, does T stand for Tyrannosaurus, your favorite? Uh, no, it, it stands for Triceratops. That's okay. Triceratops is cool too, though. Yeah. I like Triceratops. Yeah. Yeah, I like Triceratops. So is there a dinosaur for every letter of the alphabet in your book? Uh, yeah. Very good. Very, very good. That's good. Man, I'm glad. That's a good book, by the way. But X is is for Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, so X, they have T-Rex. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, and, I, and I also have this giant uh, uh, Jurassic uh, World chess game. Are you kidding me? Do you know how to play chess? Uh, I, I mean, my dad. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I can only play checkers. He's, he's, daddy, my dad's super good and I beat him. Nice. Very good. That's the coolest thing in the world. So in your chess set, which dinosaur is the king on each side? I mean, which, which one is the king? I guess T-Rex is the king on one side, right? Yeah. Well, they're both the king. Oh, 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 I get it. But the Spinosaurus is the queen. Nice. Nice. Do the raptors, are there any raptors in that in that set? Uh, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So that's the Jurassic Park set. Yeah. Oh, and wow. and the, the Trinidons are the, the pawns. Ah, very, very good. Boy, what a great game that must be. Now, so I know you know how to play chess. Are there any kind of games that you like to play? Do you play video games or do you play games outside? What do you like to do? 
Uh, I I like to like, so I do like to draw. I can see you're an excellent artist. And you want to know something else? I happen to look on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook page, and I saw where you constructed a skeleton out of the things that you found. Can you tell me about that? Uh, so I did, uh, so, so my daddy and me made this Spinosaurus out of rocks and sticks. Nice. Very nice. So it's stuff you picked up and then you put them together like the shape of the dinosaur, right? Well, actually, it's a, it's a made-up din- dinosaur called the Spinoraptor. Whoa, that would make a cool name for a dinosaur. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Spinoraptor. So you made up your own dinosaur, which yeah. is very impressive. And I, he found this rock and it, and it had like the hand and a... Uh, Claws of a T-Rex. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So your made-up dinosaur, Spinoraptor, does it have two fingers or three? Uh, three. Three. Yeah. Very cool. It, it has the Velociraptor one. Right. Oh, it's got the Killing Claw, too. I saw that. As a matter of fact, that rock looks a lot like a Killing Claw, doesn't it? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, I'm glad your dad posted it on the on the page because it looks really cool. And for everybody listening to this podcast, if you want to see what Joey Seralifus created out of things that he found, go to the page and check it out. So what else do you have there? What is that that you are holding? Another book? Uh, yeah, it's it's a color it's another coloring one, but it's it's it came with uh uh this puzzle. Oh, Nice. You know what I like about that book, Joey, is that the colors are bright. I like brightly colored dinosaurs. I I never liked just plain looking dinosaurs. You know, when I was little, it was dinosaurs were only brown or only green or only gray. They never had any colors to them. I like that book because it has a bunch of colors. Yeah. Well, so they have like questions here. Right. But then at the end... That's uh, when I got to color everything, and oh. and I colored it these colors. Man, those are great. Those are really, really good. Nice, bright colors. I like that very much. Now, do you think any dinosaurs had camouflage, like, you know, spots and stripes? Do you think some of the meat eaters had camouflage, like a lion or, I mean, a, like a tiger or a cheetah? Yeah. I agree. I think they well, did. Well, I also like a saber-toothed tiger. Ah, nicely done. Oh, I love saber-tooths. Do you know the real name of a saber-tooth? And it's a hard name to pronounce. Do you know what it is? No. Smilodon. All right. You right. knew it. You knew Smilodon. I knew the minute I said it, I knew you remembered it. Smilodon. So why do you like Smilodon? Uh, because the big, big sharp teeth in the front. Yeah. So was Smilodon a plant eater or a meat eater? Meat eater. Meat. And what did it do with those big teeth? Uh, uh cut, cut the meat. Right. And also, when it went camping, it could put a marshmallow on the end of it and roast it over the fire. So, no. what do you mean, no? I'm, I'm trying to teach you science here, kid. And all you're doing is laughing. Smilodon used its teeth to roast marshmallows. Everyone knows that. (laughs) 
Okay, maybe everybody doesn't know that. Hey, have you ever been to a museum before? No. I bet. Well, what state? Do you know what state you live in? Yes. What state? California. California. Okay. So there's a lot of really cool museums. So maybe this summer or next summer, you can go travel to a museum. It depends on what part of the state of California you live in. California is a big state. But hopefully you can go because one of the fun things is when you get to stand next to the skeleton of a dinosaur and see how big they are. It's pretty scary. Have you ever seen up close the skeleton of a dinosaur before? Uh, No. Well, when you go, I bet you you are going to absolutely love it because it really makes you realize how big they are. I like that your book had pictures of humans standing next to it so you can see how big they are. That's pretty exciting. That's pretty cool. So what kind of stuff do you like to do when you're not in school? Now that it's summer, what kind of things do you like to do? Do you like going, do you like swimming? Oh, yes. Ooh. I'm actually in a swim class. Ooh. Very, I'm very proud of you. Knowing how to swim is important. Now, when you go swimming, did a piranha ever try to eat you? No. Okay, good. Did a shark try to eat you? No. Uh, you went swimming with sharks and piranhas? No. That's a good plan. I wouldn't go. Well, uh, I, uh, I actually skipped the jellyfish into octopus. How on earth did you do that? Uh, I did, did my glide for... For 10 seconds. Nice. So, have you ever eaten peanut butter and jellyfish? No. (laughs) Well, I I wonder if they taste like jelly. I don't know. I don't know why they call them a jellyfish if they don't taste like jelly. Have you ever heard of a peanut butter fish? No. (laughs) Now, what about things that you do outside? Do you like to play outside? Do you like to explore? What do you like to do? Uh... Uh, so we have like a bunch of rocks and, and my brother and me usually like to like play plan those. Oh, nice. So you have a brother. How old is your brother? Uh, two and a half. Two and a half. So yeah. you're going to be six. And, uh, are you married yet? No. All right. I'm just checking. I don't know. I, I don't know anything. Joey, I'm just asking. I don't know how old you're supposed to be when you get married. I think I was four when I got married. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. Okay, I might have made that part up. <laughs> so what do you want to be when you grow up? Have you figured out what you want to be yet? Mm-hmm. Uh, artist and a paleontologist. Ah, then you would be a paleo artist, and that's a job. And there are a lot of amazing paleo artists. Those are the people that draw all the images of dinosaurs. Like, for instance, you could draw what you think they look like. Or if you went out to a site where you were digging up the bones, you could even draw a map of where the bones are. So artists are very important for paleontology. And I'm glad you want to be a paleo artist because that's the term that you can use. You can say, I want to be a paleo artist, a paleontologist. Who's also an artist. That's a good job. So do you have a notebook? I think I said, did you have a notebook? What is your notebook? Is that for some of the questions you'd like to ask me? Uh, yeah. I, I also brought some who would win that I wanted to ask. Let's do them, baby. Go ahead and ask. Okay. 
Uh, so first, the first one is how many spikes does the Ankyosaurus have? Whoa! I have never counted all of the spikes. You are the first person that has ever asked me that question, Joey. I don't know the answer. If I had to guess, I would guess probably between 20 and 25. But that's a very good question. Man, you got me with that one, buddy. I don't know the answer to that. That's very good. So my next one is, uh, is the, does Ankyosaurus have uh, have spikes or plates or horns? Ah, okay. This, this is, that's a good question. When it's connected to the body, we call it a spike. A spike is anything that's pointy that's connected to the body. When it's connected to the face, then we usually call that a horn. So, Ankylosaurus has two spikes by its eyes, but since it's on the head, you can call those horns if you want. But usually a horn points forward. So, it sort of has spikes on the side of its head. It does have, oh, you have an Ankylosaurus toy right there. It does have plates, but the plates are big, flat pieces of bone, and then it has spikes. So it has spikes and plates, and if you want to call the one on the head a horn, you can, but it's really technically more like a spike. Very good question. Very good. My third one is how many teeth does a T-Rex have? How many teeth does a T-Rex have? I believe that when their mouth is completely full of teeth, I believe they have 50 to 52 teeth. But when you look at the skull of a T-Rex, sometimes you notice there are teeth missing. Well, that's because like a shark, it lost its teeth and regrew them. So sometimes a tooth fell out, but a new one hasn't grown back. So when you look at it, it may not have a full mouth. But when it does, I think it's 50 to 52, I believe. Mosasaur. You have a giant Mosasaur. Whoa. It's the Jurassic World one. That's a big one. That one's mouth can open and close. I can hear you snapping his mouth shut. When you play with it, do you put dinosaurs in its mouth like it eats it? Yeah, yeah. So I make it a jump out out of of uh, the water and it, and eat something. That's cool. That's and and cool. its its flippers could even move. Oh, that's kind of nice. Hey, that's actually pretty cool. So it can really look like it's swimming. Yeah. That's I like that toy a lot. That's cool. Very cool. All right. What other questions or who would wins do you have? I have one more question. All right. Would you like to play a game that I made up called Guess the Dino? Sure. Okay. You know, tell them how to play them. Yeah. So, uh, who, uh, all, so, uh, who, uh, all, uh, say, all, uh, say a letter, her, what the dinosaur, uh, uh, start with, is then you have to try to guess it. Okay, go ahead. So, I'm thinking of a dino that starts with. S. Can I get a hint? Is it a meat eater or plant eater? A meat eater. S. 
Is it Spinosaurus? No. Woo. Okay. <laughs> let's see. S. Let's see. Who else has an S that is a meat-eating dinosaur? Is it Syntarsis? No. No. Is it... <sighs> this is going to be tough. Is it Stinkiosaurus? No. I don't know. Tell me the answer. Who is it? It's 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 a made-up dinosaur called a, a Scorpius Rex. Oh, Scorpius Rex. I should have known that. That's cool. Hey, that's pretty good. All right. Can I give you one to try to guess? Yeah. All right. Name a meat eater that starts with a V. Lost You little stinker. Okay. That's, <clears throat> you cheated. I don't know how, but you cheated. Yes, it is Velociraptor. <laughs> well, well, that's, that's the only one that I know. Ah, well, that's good though. I'm glad that you know that. That's very good. Cool. All right. You got one for me? Yeah. I'm thinking of a dino that starts with. C. Ooh, C. Is it a meat eater or plant eater? Meat eater. Meat eater. Is it Ceratosaurus? No. Is it Carnotaurus? Yes. Woohoo! Excellent. That's a pretty good game, man. Did you make that game up? Yeah. That's very good. That's very good. All right. Have you got some who would wins? Yeah. Let's do them, buddy. I have some two really good ones. All right. Archaeopteryx versus Microraptor. Wow. Tell me that one again. Archaeopteryx versus Microraptor. Man, that's a good one. That's a good one. You know what? Did you send that one to me through Patreon? Do you remember if you sent that to me or not? I think so. I think the reason why is I just recorded a podcast yesterday and I thought that question might've been in there. I thought you asked because I answered it on the podcast, I think, but no matter what, I'm going to answer it right now. All right. Here's my thoughts. Archaeopteryx definitely has sharp teeth, but Microraptor has a much bigger killing claw. And I think that would have given Microraptor an advantage. So in my opinion, that's a pretty even fight, but I think Microraptor would have won because of that large killing claw. That's a good one. What's your next one? Argentinosaurus versus Iguanodon. Oh, I am at Amargosaurus. Amargosaurus versus Iguanodon. I like this one. Because Amargosaurus is big, but not overly giant. So Iguanodon would stand a chance against this dinosaur. Now, when you look at Amargosaurus, of course, it's got the whip-like tail that it might have been able to use as a weapon. It had those spines on its back that could have been used. Maybe if it lowered its head, maybe it could have used them, but they kind of lean, they kind of lean backwards. So then it also would have used its foot to be able to stomp on it. Iguanodon. Iguanodon, on the other hand, has those big thumb spikes that would have been good. But I think that Amargosaurus 
would have been a little too much dinosaur for Iguanodon to take on. So in my opinion, I think Iguanodon would not be able to survive the assault of an Amargosaurus. But I like that one a lot. That's pretty cool. Okay, so now my last one is Giganotosaurus versus T-Rex. Wow. <laughs> Battle of the Titans, baby. Two giants. Well, well that was actually... So, uh, uh and T-Rex. So, in the, in the last one, <clears throat> Giganotosaurus threw T-T-Rex. Heck, <laughs> then, then it, it wasn't really moving. Then the, the eye came. Then and Terrazinosaurus was there. Then T Rex just uh, uh grabbed its the Giganotosaurus's necks and just threw that at Terrazinosaurus. Then uh the then the big claws just went through Giganotosaurus's skin. Wow, that sounds like an epic battle. Now I've got to go watch that movie. Well, if 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 it was Rex versus Giga, I think. That T-Rex is still more powerful, even though it's not as long or tall. But size doesn't matter. Weapons are what matters. And I think Tyrannosaurus is so powerful that I don't believe that a Giga is going to be able to withstand that kind of assault. Because Giganotosaurus's teeth are made for slicing meat. Tyrannosaurus's are made for cracking bones. And once he gets his mouth on him, game over. Send Giga back to South America crying because T-Rex, it remains the king of the dinosaurs. <laughs> well, Joey, I hope that you've had fun today and I hope you enjoyed your interview. And thank you for being so patient. We were supposed to do this months and months ago. And I had promised you, and I'm so sorry that I had been so busy that I didn't have time, but I'm so glad that we were able to do it again. Did you have fun in the interview? Yes. I'm glad. And is there anything you'd like to say to the thousands and thousands of kids that will hear you? Is there anything you'd like to tell them? Would you like to tell them to be safe or to keep learning about dinosaurs or not get married when they're five and a half years old? <laughs> Whatever you want to say to everybody. You can just say hello or whatever you want. Is there anything you want to say? Yes. All right. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Oh, what a fine young man you are. Thank you so much, Joey. I've enjoyed talking to you and I enjoy uh, having you as a friend. Thank you, Dad. Dad, thank you so much for your patience and setting this up. And I appreciate you guys so much. Have a great day, uh -huh. Joey, and I will see you soon. All right, buddy? Okay. All right. Bye. Thank you. All right, my friends. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast on Maraxis. Go out there and do a little research on it. Find out about that giant carnivore from the Cretaceous period. Remember, if you live in or around San Antonio, come out and visit me at my museum and gift shop. The grand opening is this weekend, July 16th and 17th. The ribbon cutting ceremony is at 11 o'clock. And I will, of course, will be out there both Saturday and Sunday. And we're having drawings throughout the day for cool stuff. For everybody out there, be kind to each other. Be nice to your parents and tell them you love them. I know that may seem weird for some of you, but it means a lot to your parents when you tell them that. Take care, everybody. Hope to meet you all soon. 
I'm not El Stinko. Listening to Dinosaur George Kids. Join the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group, become a member of our Patreon club, and check out our website store for cool fossils, rocks, and crystals. Visit dinosaurgeorge.com for details. Until next time, keep digging for knowledge. Yeah.